Blog Talk Radio.
Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome one and all to the Angry Divas radio show. That's right. I'm your host with the most, the Triple Dark Goddess, also known as that Dawn Diva of Fire. Because, yes, don't you never forget it. Permit me to remind you, in case you have, the bitch will burn your ass if necessary. We're getting on started in just a few moments. Uh, I had a couple of quick issues in the studio, of course. Y'all know Blog Talk is on some extraness, but here we are. And I'm excited about today's show. We've got Diva Valkyrie up into his house, and, of course, she's going to come through and serve it up like only she can. Uh, I have a pretty jam-packed, ashen-packed show for y'all today. You're going to laugh. You're going to cry. You're going to get pissed off at me. You're going to get all in your sorry-ass motherfucking feelings, and I'm not going to give a damn. How about that? Let me play my next track, and we'll be on back in a flash. Peace.
fucking with no record. I'm a bankhead, nigga. I take your cookie. Hey, so don't make it a me or you situation. I have your partner down. I see you visitation. Like, hope for the best, but I don't think he gon' make it. Not the way he was shivering and shaking on the pavement. I tell you what, if you make it, call him Grace and be amazing. Find out these verses were the only thing blazing. And just when you thought that I was done, I was saving the best for last. Nigga, kiss my ass like Delaree. They my focus, best to just let them be. Cause I do the shit, breathe head, confess, and never see. Nigga, I'm outside of the club. Listen to these bitches. You can't listen to them. 
And when they turn around, and see, this, black people, y'all are so fucking stupid, you piss me off. It, 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 can you hear it? I'm pissed. This is how stupid black people are. Oh, it's just like being in Gaza. Yeah, you know what? That's your fate, motherfucker. And here's what I say. May the body hit the motherfucking wall. the whole story. We're just a very emotional people. We act knee-jerk. We have reactions, not preemptive strikes, reactions to shit. So everybody done put up their hands. Hands up, don't shoot, right? You got motherfuckers in college. See, this is why I told my mother. And I talked about this probably last week or something, maybe it was earlier this week, who knows? I can't fucking keep this shit straight anymore, who knows? This is why I told my mama I refuse to go to fucking school with niggas. You are not sending me to college with motherfucking black kids in a black-ass college. No. The fuck I look like trying to learn with niggas. No. You can't do that. You will never be successful fucking with these people. Listen, I had it told to me I was 19 years old the first time a black man, a wealthy, well-educated, well-rounded, well-grounded black man told me this, and I couldn't fucking hear him. He was yellow. And I had been taught to distrust the light-skinned motherfucking black folk, you know? They hate us, they said. They self-hating, they said. You know who's the most self-hating motherfucker on the planet? All of you living in poverty and got kids, motherfuckers. Y'all are self-hating. Yeah. You motherfuckers. You motherfuckers who can't even hand your child an apartment without going to the fucking county to get papers signed up for you to be able to have provisions. That's self-hatred. Investment in yourself, financial development of yourself, pulling your motherfucking kids out of black and sand, sending them to school when they'll have a chance. That's what. today, you know, I woke up pretty peaceful, actually. I don't wake up in rage. Not always. Mostly on Tuesdays. <laughs> Mostly on Tuesdays. But I woke up today in a very great space, and I shared something to my wall, and I'm going to read it to you, because it caused a quite a bit of an uproar. And here's what I said seven hours ago. Women who feel the need to verbally suck dick with their I don't hate men or this isn't man bashing fuckery may forever remain the slaves of maildom. That's your business. Be not deceived, though. There are women who claim the goddess and those who live it. And then there are women who uh, really are in that. They are living that truth. They are actively pursuing that truth. So for those who merely claim the goddess, they're beloved by all because they pull that love and light and blind foolishness. The women who live the goddess are feared, silenced, judged, ostracized, and required to qualify their fire due to the massive ignorance of humanity. It's completely a Stockholm Syndrome issue. When you're sexually attracted to and invested in your oppressor, that tends to be what happens. All of we heteros are complicit with male supremacy. Every time you fuck a man, every time you breed a man and or breed for him, 
what we are saying is it's okay. Continue to rape our daughters and even our sons. It's okay. Keep murdering us and one another. But to say that is to face fact. And most would rather live in fiction. Hence, we have love and marriage. Also, family is another way in which women are programmed and forced to comply. Women will not ever hate men. The cognitive dissonance is too strong. Women will always fuck men and love them and breathe for them and then cry later about it. Moreover, any woman who refuses to follow suit will be judged. She will be an outcast, accused of being hateful, divisive, and, of course, self-hating, to dare to stand for herself versus what society has instructed her to be. This horrible, complicit living, it is the fallen state of woe men and also of this manufactured woe manhood. We goddesses? We're not about that life. Even though we're judged and castigated for being free, I will not ever apologize for telling the truth about men and what they have done to us, both in lifetimes past and in this present one. I also will not give the phallus a little suckle because men who are a privileged oppressor case of humanity feel offended that I don't placate their need to divest from and account for their own gender. I will never say I don't hate men. It's a lie. It's a goddamn fallacy because I do hate them deeply to my core as I hate all, quote, unquote, men for what has happened to the planet and to our children and to our elders as a result of, quote, unquote, man. And I do mean woe man and Man, let me repeat it, because you know, motherfuckers are goddamn hearing illiterate as well as reading fucking illiterate. And I do mean, woman and man, our collective ignorance means that we think bodies when we hear or read certain things. I am anti-man the construct and the gender identity disorder of patriarchy. There are only two types of people on this planet. They're mothers and children of the mother. My love and tenderness is addressed only to the divine feminine and masculine. And you, my dear, aren't divine feminine living on your knees with a penis in your mouth or attached to your every expression as it pertains to men and maleness. There is no need to preface everything we say with, well, not to bash men, but I'm sorry, but I just love men. That's just the truth. This is the crap that I call verbal blowjobs being issued to men. Why must a woman's truth be first qualified with whether or not she enjoys the penis? Men aren't required to do this. So I refuse to adhere to the simpleton games that we've been trained to play as so-called lesser woe man. As a dark goddess, I ain't here for your feelings or to coddle your slash my weakness, just to expose them and to go running toward it that I can improve my own walk. If it don't apply, let it fly. Men are not required to demonstrate that they love women. They're not. I don't care what you say. I don't care where you come from. Men are not required to show and demonstrate that they love women ever. So I am not going 
to kowtow to that. They're not required to demonstrate that they're not pig-headed, patriarchal, misogynistic assholes. The violence that women and children endure are more often than not at the hands of men. And this is men of all colors who are guilty of this. I will not ever quell my fire to accommodate them and that phallus-sucking-ass he-bitch who likes to enable them. Woe man and man, male and female, created he, them. I dare your ass to remember that you're divine. Now, with that being said, we had some bitch who I have never even had a, a friendly experience with. I won't name her. If she, you know, pushed the issue, I would have fucking called her ass out, but I won't do it. This broad don't know me. She don't know me from a lineup of people. She could walk past me in the streets and not even know my fucking name, not my face, not nothing. But she deigns to bring her sorry dick-sucking ass to my page and talk about balance and karma and how I was going to reap karma from my words. Okay, bitch. I got your karma. Let's talk about it. Here's your karma. For every one of you black women, look at this. Is, this is your consolation prize. Ready? Get ready. Here's how you qualify to get the prize, all right? Get your pen and paper and take down. You're a female. You're a black female. You have a son. You say shit like, this is happening to our young people. This could have been my son. That could have been my nephew. And here is your prize. Bloodshed. There you go. Oh, we want to talk about karma when a black woman says some shit. But black men can be as heinous, murderous, degradatory, and rapey as they want to. And you better not touch them. I've been calling them animals for years. I've been saying that someone needs to take care of the problem of the animals in our community for years. I tried to be one of those people who took care of the problem of the animals in our community. I tried to reach his motherfucking animal ass via compassion. Listen, three-year-old girls is getting shot on their porch and now they're paralyzed. The little girl can never have no fucking children. She's three! What is wrong with you? It didn't do nothing. It didn't change shit. They kept shooting. Moreover, we lost a couple of our youth gang violence prevention workers, and I said, you know what? Fuck these people. Goddamn animals. Fuck them. You want to die for nothing, motherfucker? Oh, y'all ain't got no gumption and no manhood and no fucking balls when it comes to standing up for your woman. Ain't got no balls when it comes to making some of these he-bitch motherfuckers be accountable for what they do to the family, but y'all got plenty of balls when it comes time to talk about which white man took care of the problem of the animal black man in the community. They always paid us out to be thugs. The majority of you are, goddamn thugs. Let's get that word thug up. You know, because everybody gets all in their damn feelings about the word thug. 
But this is talking about a gang of murderers and robbers. These are people who steal, they're cunning, they're fraudulent, they conceal shit. Okay? This is talking about, this has origins actually in India. And this is referencing from an 1810, the member of a gang of murderers and robbers in India who strangled their victims. Okay? When we talk about being a thug, this is not just you're a black man and you have dreads, so you're a thug. You're a black man and you wear hip-hop clothes, so you're a thug. No. This is having a global, permanent history of being nothing more than that which is perpetually provided for by somebody to fucking else. Whether that's by somebody taking pity on you or by you robbing somebody to get what you got. And these fucking thug-ass animals started that shit at home stealing from us, black women, raping us, murdering us, strangling us, taking our fucking car out of Damn it. Scalping us and shit. They did that shit to us. I don't cry for these motherfuckers when they've been murdered. I won't. I stopped after Troy Davis. I woke the fuck up after Troy. I did all that shit. I did the protesting. I did the go to D.C. march. did all the calling the senators and this and that, organizing this and that. I did it all. I've done it too many times. Troy was my last one. I don't care anymore. Good. Now I counted as karmic fucking debt being paid in full, motherfucker. Blood. Blood is an expensive cost. You shed your mother's blood so that you could take from her because you were jealous of her sacerdotal power. You are the global laughing stock. The laughing stock of the global community. Nobody respects you. Nobody has any value towards you. Nobody got no fucking honor toward you. You did this to yourself. I will not permit another fake-ass priestess bitch to tell me otherwise. I don't want to see another one of you fraud priestess bitches talking about some goddamn balance. We're getting balance. We're getting plenty of balance. You just don't like the way it looks. See, if you motherfuckers would return to your dark shadow, that darkness upon the deep, that thing that existed before time, before space, before matter, before energy, before any of it, if you weren't so fucking afraid of your dark self, little Miss Love and Light, and we going to pray and light a candle and sing naked in the woods and all that fucking flowery-ass bullshit y'all talking about. That's it. If you was about some real shit, if you was about some real shit, you'd see this for what it is. And you would not put messages out there that's going to get innocent black children caught in the crossfire. Every single black motherfucker who's supposed to be taken out, may they be taken out, period. I do not believe in uniting with animals. I don't believe in this shit. And y'all don't either. If I let you tell me enough how you think white folks is animals and cave beasts, and I don't work with no animal and no cave beast, if you mean that, start to recognize the cave beast wrapped in black skin and stop calling this shit your brother. 
Now, that's my word on that. I'm done. I said every fucking thing I needed to say. And now I'm going to play a song, and we'll be back in a flash. I just had to get that shit out of my system. Yes, I believe in that. Whenever you feel something, push it the fuck out. I'm not going to hold that shit in me and end up with cancer so you niggas can sit comfortable, never knowing how the fuck I feel. I don't give a shit. Who gives a fuck? Y'all going to judge me anyway. And I'm going to do exactly what the hell I want to, regardless of your damn opinions. So I just need to put that one on the record. Black people have done nothing but raise energy, loot, rob, and steal, and fucking cry and moan, and how y'all gonna cry about Robin Williams and a black man was killed? You know what? You don't even know why that nigga died. You emotional. I already told y'all why Robin ass died. Robin got the David Carradine special. I said that shit the day it happened. Fuck you if you didn't like it. That's right. David Carradine. And they covered that shit up good, too. See, I don't necessarily have a problem with black folks covering up for each other. Everybody covers for their own. White people do it. I ain't got no problem with that. I got a problem with you turning this into a national fucking movement, invoking the goddamn 60s like it's not 2014. I'm sick. What the hell are we going to do? We going to have a spit-in at the speakeasy? Is that what the fuck we going to do today? Is that it? A sit-in at the speakeasy? <laughs> Is that as far as we've gotten? I'm over it, people. You know what I'm for? I am for winning. I'm for the winning team. I'm not for the underdog. I used to do that. I used to care about the underdog. You just, you're watching my transformation. I've transformed into a thing that is self-centered, self-invested. And if it is not going to build me, if it's not going to improve my life, if it's not going to enlarge my fucking territory and increase my coast, I don't necessarily see the point in engaging it. Yeah, I used to have it too, Blayton. Sometimes it comes back. You know, you have a little relapse. She said I had the rescue syndrome. It bit me in the ass. Yeah. Sometimes that shit, it's like a flu, right? You shake it, you start to get a little bit better, and then you start to feel that Jones in your bones again. You're like, oh, God, I think it's going to get worse. And it ramps up. Yeah. I used to have that, too. I call myself an, uh, a recovering undercover over lover. And I'm thankful to Erica Badu for that one. She made a whole song out of it, y'all. Out my mind just in time. I never knew I was fucking blind. Yeah. hmm I used to be all, oh, we got to save them. And white supremacy is just so, and the Lord, you know what? What the fuck do I look like uniting with a bunch of black white supremacists. Because you motherfuckers are going to go get on your knees for your white Jesus and your white Allah and all of that shit that you're going to talk about was ours that somebody else did something to and all that fucking-ass bullshit that y'all tell. And you're going to go right back to white sky daddy and right back to we got to turn the other cheek. It's only okay if it's a white man to kill somebody. Every other time, you need to forgive. Well, Steubenville girl who was raped... I know that black-ass son of a bitch who fucking raped you is walking the streets now. He's even back on the football team. But forgive him. He served his debt to society. No, he hasn't. You know when that black-ass fucker has served his goddamn debt to society? When his mother's crying at his grave. That's when. That's when. I don't give a fuck what color the dick is. You rape a woman, you deserve to die, bitch. That's my word. Because you have killed that woman. 
they do. They've killed that woman. So, yeah, poor Steubenville girl who was drugged, dragged, beaten, raped, degraded, and barely given justice. Oh, well, you'll be all right. Forgive him. But we can't forgive this. No, see, this is the Ku Klux Klan is coming in to support. You people are crazy. Listen, I'm going to tell you all a couple of things that's going to come about from this. One, the peace walls, and I've been saying it for four years. Peace walls. For all my people in New York, get the fuck out of New York in the next six months. Get out! Don't say you weren't here. Get out! Get the fuck out of New York. This shit is not going to be goddamn pretty, all right? It's not going to fucking be pretty. It's going to get worse. Get out of New York. Get out of St. Louis. Get the fuck out of Detroit like it was six years ago. Get out. Don't make no fucking excuses, especially those of you with children. I don't want to hear it. How the fuck are you a blessed mother and can't open your mouth to the universe and say, I am a human being, damn it. My children's lives have value. Open your mouth. Do something different. Do something different. Become self-fucking-centered and invested in your goddamn self. And I'm going to blame my mentor for this. She got me all fired up. I was fine for it. <laughs> all fired up. Anyhow, yes. See, y'all, I have a big problem with this. The reason I have a big problem with this is because people like me get attacked as being divisive and self-hating Because I will not go like the lambs to the slaughter. We don't know shit. We don't know the cause. We don't know anything about what produced the effect. We just know the sound bite. White cop kills black man, and everybody goes to pieces. It's like the cops can't do anything to a black man, and he be worthy of it, ever. There's a couple of cases that I know for a fact weren't right. This is not one of them. That's the end of it. And now here's another thing. They gonna get his little coon-ass friend too, motherfucker. You're back. They done got that boy on all kind of national news stations and shit, talking about how it was this and that and the other thing, and the cop was in the wrong, and he never did nothing, you know? I wish I would vouch for my dead friend. I would have to take that into advisement and spiritual counsel first and see what the fuck they did. Close my eyes and ask spirit, what did they do? Oh, they did what? Yeah, I ain't taking up for that nigga. I don't give a fuck if I was there. I ain't see shit. No, I wasn't there. No, that wasn't me running away from that car. I didn't see shit. I'd pull that same stupid-ass motherfucking shit. That niggas pull when it's another nigga that pulled the trigger. No snitching, motherfucker. I pull the same shit. I would. Why not? Why not? You know? You know, why not? You know, I think the reason, and and this fits into the title of the show, but the reason that black women in particular cannot be pro themselves and so eager to get behind the national sound bites and shit is the underfuck pussy epidemic. You know? Underfuck pussy meaning intellectually, sexually, spiritually, emotionally. She's not being properly stimulated. She's not able to reach her full fucking capacity because every time she makes a leap or a bound, 
She's got a bunch of cooning ass niggas and cooning ass nigga bitches talking about what about our men. <laughs> or you got to be more humble than that. You know, I was watching the Braxton Family Values this morning. I made myself watch it. I forgot about it. I remembered it, then I forgot about it. I made myself watch it. I see we got Valkyrie in. I'm going to bring you in in a second. I didn't see the point of opening your mic if I'm going to fuck off, you know? <laughs> but I'm watching the Braxton family values, right? Let me open Valkyrie mic. Maybe you can help me get grounded right quick. You know what I'm saying? Help the L- bitch out. Listen, mama. L- listen, mama. Can I raise my hand? Yes. Please. Okay. I'm, I'm just going to say, like that famous hip-hop song says, if you don't give a damn, we don't give a fuck. If you buck. Yeah. Listen. No, I if am you totally book, right? Listen. So, somebody put some cayenne pepper in your coffee, honey. I I feel you. <laughs> Who put the cayenne in your coffee this morning, girl? Goddamn mental, <laughs> mental fault. She fucking hit me with that shit right before the tongue up. Yo, oh, damn listen. It. It's the energy listen. of the day that's being ruled for me too, because see, mm-hmm. everybody thinks Venus is the goddess of love. Listen, all's fair in love and war. Venus is the goddess of war. You cannot have love without war. Do y'all understand that? That love and war go together? Usually we war over that which we love. Black women, for whatever the fuck reason, still love black men vehemently, without fault, without any qualifier, and without any demand from his sorry ass to be worth something. It could be any random ass nigga that probably raped a little girl and nobody believed the little girl, but if a cop shoots his animal ass down, oh, Because nobody matters to a black woman like that black man. So Mm -hmm. she will war for him. She'll bang on for him. She'll even go upside her own fellow goddess's fucking head for that nigga. Every single time without failure. She has no loyalty to herself. I ended up losing, not that I give a fuck, you know, but I just noticed we lost a couple of fans today because I posted just the truth on the page. Good. I want y'all to know that I purposely and strategically do this shit every so often because you need fire to purify the fucking bullshit in your life and around you. And if you ever paid attention to something burning, it becomes a whole new thing. Used to be paper, now it's ash. Used to be a pile of this, and now it's that. It used to be a fucking rock, and now it's gold. We done burnt off all the bullshit. We've turned it into something else. Fire represents an alchemical process as well. We use fire for everything to help us sustain ourselves, from cooking to heating to light. We use the principle of fire for all of these things. It is important that we know how to utilize these things to clear the air and the energy around us. See, today is a very warlike day. I am going to be blessed for being in war state. I'm ready for it. That's something that the Christians didn't uh, probably hand to y'all, but my folks did. Be ye always and also ready at all times in all arenas. Be ready for everything that you possibly can. So I was ready for this. Told y'all I was ready for this shit from a long time ago, from the way back to the way back. And I've been watching it develop. And every summer, there's a culling of the herd. I told y'all back in June that August is the month of sacrifice. Nobody listens. Nobody paid no goddamn attention to that. No, y'all hear plenty when I say fuck these black-ass animals. But y'all don't hear none of the other shit I say. You know? 
Y'all hear all that? Y'all hear all that? She's angry and bitter and rude. Y'all hear that shit, but you don't hear the fucking truth that can help save your goddamn life. I'm watching the Braxtons, right? Valk. And the thing that yes. I noticed about the Braxtons, right? Here's, here's the thing. I'm going to talk uh-huh. about Tamar for a little bit. I'm going to talk about Tamar. It took me a long time, but I can finally say that I understand where Tamar coming from. I can actually put myself in her shoes and say I could maybe walk a two-step or two. I don't know. Bitch, be like the way heels. She might have a little teeny tiny feet. But, <laughs> you know, I can actually identify with her. See, what happens is we are so used to beating up on black women, putting black women down, controlling black women, talking all kinds of shit about black women, right, that we don't take the time to know and understand ourselves and the different archetypal patterns and attitudes of the goddess that we see coming through one another. We just take issue because it's not Christian. I don't give a fuck what God's dick you sucking now. You still always going to be a goddamn Christian slave. If you don't know how to get your mind back and mind your mind for the jewels of your soul, you will always be a Christian slave or a Muslim slave. It's all the same shit, same dick. They just put three different colors on it. So Tamar, the youngest, wants to make something better of herself than whatever the fuck that Braxton brand was made by Tony. Tony had her chance. Tony's a jealous bitch, first of all. I'm put down. She's jealous as fuck. We put that on record. Tony had her chance. Tony had the golden 90s. Tony made stupid choice after stupid choice and bad deal after bad deal with men. She squandered her good opportunity. Her life is the result of her choices. Clinging to the fame that she once had, Tony puts out yet another failed ass baby face and Tony Braxton fucking out. God knows I never meant to hurt you, hurt you. Motherfucking shit, all right? Fail. What does she do immediately after that? She starts picking at Tamar. They pick at Tamar all the time. I see Tamar do things like, I'm going to get up and walk away. Because what I'm not going to do is allow you low-class bitches to bring me up out of myself. Now, see, there used to be a day when I'd have been to Wanda and Trina and Tony-like. Let's sit. Let's talk it out. Even if we scream, at least we get it out. No, at this juncture, fuck you and all that bullshit. I'm not doing it. I don't want no parts of it. I am not here for that. I'm here for me. I'm out for me. I'm paying attention to and for myself. So if you don't respect me, if you do anything that I even register as being enough disrespect to be like a toenail across the line, flaming archers are on the ready to drop you where you motherfucking stand. Not Tamar. Tamar still gives a fuck about her family. Nobody's exempt in my life. I'm that dark. I don't give a fuck. You cross me, bitch. You got to go. That's it. Tamar still cares about her family. She gets up and walks away to disengage. They say she's being dramatic. People will say whatever the fuck they have to about a black woman to get her to comply. This is why I read that bit that I wrote in the beginning of the show. So we've got this child who pops off, is a little dramatic. She got her little flair or whatever. She do her wig, and she wears way too light foundation on her motherfucking face. 
Y'all saw her ass sitting up there last night looking like Thriller. Somebody need to tell that child she needs some darker goddamn foundation. But anyhow, that's not the point. That's not the point. Now that she is successful, I mean, first of all, the man set her up. Because while she was on her up with a set, he does what men do. He pumped her gut full of seed and got her pregnant, you know. That's what they do. That's what they do, you know. Tamar has a successful marriage by all accounts. Now, whatever little Pooh Bear is doing behind the scenes, if he's getting his little fat-ass dick sucked in the office, I don't know nothing about it. You don't know nothing about it. He's not on marriage boot camp talking about, well, even though in the last season of the Braxton family, I said, I ain't got no baby. I did fuck her, though. (laughs) Tony ended up fucking bankrupt. That lets you know how great her goddamn husband was, ex-husband. We don't even want to talk about Trina and Gabe, and don't get me started on Tawanda's bitter, jealous ass for being tied to Andre. She is stuck with that worthless-ass nigga. Stuck. If she leaves him, she's going to have to pay his black-ass alimony. She's stuck. She should have left him before they became somebody again, you know? She left him. So they're all unhappy in their lives, and misery loves company. See, I went through this myself. Successful career, doing well in school, starting my first business. I'm banking money so that I can buy a home, and I'm doing all the things that I wanted and needed to do for myself. My sisters decided, oh, we grown now, so we're going to start fucking. Oh, wait, I'm pregnant. And then it was, well, you don't have any children. Well, you're saving money. Well, wait, but we don't want him to do nothing harmful to the baby. And they play on your emotions to try to get you to come away from yourself. You know why I respect Tamar? Because although Tamar loves her family, Tamar is not going to pay Tracy's fucking mortgage. Tracy, you and your bum-ass husband get that shit together, okay? Even though Tamar loves her family, Tamar is not going to move Tawanda and her children and Andre into her motherfucking house. So they call her selfish and rude because she will not sacrifice Whatever the fuck she had to, to, you know, build, whatever it took her to build, what she got, she won't compromise it to give back to the slave. You know, I, I think about these parables in the Bible that my grandmother used to tell us, talking about how, you know, the, the five wise women and the five foolish bitches who didn't go get their oil ready for when the master came to gift them, but some of the brides was ready, and the other bitches was like, well, just give us a little bit of your oil. We don't need a little bit. Uh-uh, bitch. Oh, no, see, because I went and got this oil. This is just enough oil to light my lantern so that I could see the path to get to my kingdom. I ain't got enough oil for me and you too. I bet you them bitter, lazy, shiftless, don't want to get their life right bitches was also talking about y'all some selfish house. Y'all ain't right. This ain't Christ-like. This ain't balance. This ain't love. This is why we got problems. This is why I can't never be no unity. I bet you they were saying that same dumbass shit. But you know what? They didn't take everybody down with them. That's something that I noticed with Tamar. She didn't let them take her down. Even though the husband got his little baby or whatever, you know, she might have decided she wanted to do that too. But she has, quote, unquote, it all. The career, the baby, the marriage. Now, not to say her marriage is perfect. I'm not trying to put the girl on a pedestal. 
I'm just saying that by all looks and accounts, she's got her ducks in a row. The rest of her sisters, I mean, Trina got her trashy-ass bar chick. She's 40 years old trying to sing pop like she's 12. You know what I mean? With her fucking philandering-ass husband and shit. Um, Tawanda's husband is a useless bum. I don't know why she fucked and bred with that nigga, but her children are going to be useless bums, too, because she had a useless bum nigga. Sorry. She's going to have to work real hard to train the useless bum DNA out of them because their father ain't shit. I know, because I had to work my ass off to train a useless bum DNA out of me. Motherfucker. <laughs> and I'm still working. <laughs> so I'm watching this. I'm seeing Tamar yet again refuse to give them this part herself. See, when you come up in a family with a lot of people, the roles that you played as a child, your family becomes to expect you to keep current and consistent throughout your life. So I get the feeling, now I could be wrong, this could be just me projecting, right, because this was me. If Tamar were like me when she was younger, Tamar was responsible, reliable, compassionate, accommodating, very much so interested in keeping everybody close-knit and together. She looked out for everybody as much as she could and stuff like that. Now, that might not be her, but that was my case. So when I came of age, and I decided that I wanted something for myself. Even if it was just a simple, it was, okay, it was just this simple. I turned 20, and I said to my mother, I think it was a month after I turned 20, I'm, you know, going to get myself together to move out. And she said something about sharing a room with my sister. I had just turned 20. Sharing a room with my sister and paying her $175 a week plus bills to share a room and for her to tell me how I can come and go and all that. And I looked at her. And I was like, I don't have a problem with helping you, but if me and my sister are paying $175, no, excuse me, a week, $175 a week, that's the whole rent in Boston, yo, and we're taking care of the bills. I looked at her and said, what the hell are you taking care of? I've taken care of you all your life. I said, that was your fucking job. You had it. your goddamn job. So when that that I wanted just that little piece for myself, that started a war between me and my mother. I said, I'm moving out. It was just that simple and easy. She talked all the shit she could. She threw all the fucking salt she could, every rock she could, every negative ass bit of energy she could to try to see if she could fuck me up. Let me let y'all know something. I'm a bulldozer. You get in my way, I'm knocking you the fuck over. All right? So after I bulldozed every obstacle, I came back to her. Three weeks later, I'll be out before the first of the year. Then it became an ultimatum. You have to be out before the first of the year or I'm kicking you out. I had not even done anything different other than say I desire to have my own. I move out, I get my own. I constantly have to battle with my mother in some way, shape, or form. First it was you can't call the house to speak to your sisters because you left. Then it was. You can speak to them, but you can't spend any time with them. I've never been separated from these girls since the day they were born. I didn't know any other way. So that put me into a little bit of a depression. It was separation anxiety because they were my fucking children that I raised. You know? And so I go on trying to figure out my life, and she tries all the shit she could do to try to maneuver me to either move back in or go back to being that submissive little girl that was very accommodating, reliable, responsible, looking out for everybody fucking else but me. 
the very next year, it began one of the single worst wars I'd ever been in in my life spiritually. And I stand here today letting you know I won. I won. I won. I won. But here was the cost of winning the war. The cost of winning the war was my family itself. My mother drew a line in the sand and said to my sisters, I'll never speak to you again if you talk to her. Because I battled the bitch and fucking won. I won. We went bitch to bitch. Bitch to bitch and I won. Scared of none of you hoes. I beat my mama. Fuck you. (laughs) Conquered my mama. And I ain't talking about no physical fights. Even though I don't like what she's done, I have every bit of respect for her that she's due. I've never put my hands on her, even when she was abusive. But it cost me everything I ever knew, connections to all kinds of people. I can't even talk. I had to cut off friends, family, loved ones, mentors, and some more shit because they were too weak to stay out of the war. They were too weak to stay out of the war. I didn't involve them in the war, but she would. I guess she thought if she picked off all of the people who supported me, I'd come running back. No, see, what you did is you forced me to learn how to stand alone. 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 And that is something that every black woman, if she's worth her fucking salt, has to learn for herself how to stand alone how to keep on standing firm on your square no matter who says what, does what, tries what, thinks what, acts against you, however, you stand on your fucking square. And see, when I did that, it showed me my true power, my true strength, and moreover, my purpose in being on this planet. I didn't come here to be nobody's punching bag, not energetically, spiritually, financially, emotionally, or mentally, certainly not physically. So I don't take that from anybody. And if there's anything I think Tamar can learn from this situation where her family, because not every family is the same. My family got something totally different going on. But I see some similar themes and elements. It'll be how to stand alone. She is supportive of her sisters. She is always there for her sisters. So what if she pops off every now and again at her mouth? We act like a black woman's fucking mouth is the worst thing happening on the planet. Let me tell you something. As long as the penis is still the greatest weapon of massive destruction, fuck your goddamn opinion about our mouth. Do something about that shit, okay? Do something about that shit. Do something about men making families like the Braxton Daddy and sliding his dick over here, and he still gets to be a goddamn pastor. Do something about that. But stop trying to make black women small. You're not humble. You talk big on yourself. You're too egotistical. All you do is boast and brag. That's why I like Tamar the most. I like her. Tamar on her dark bitch. You know why Tamar's successful? Because she's on her dark bitch. You know why Tony ain't shit? You know why Tawanda ain't shit? You know why Tracy's old sorry ass ain't shit and fucking Trina's nasty ass too? They ain't got no fucking sense about they self. They're not self-invested. They're not motivated. They're not willing to do or die for their dreams. 
they just hope that things are going to work out for them because they've got a great name and they, they put a good face to the public. And I mean, like, you know, no, don't take all that. You got to have a fire in your gut that cannot be put out. No matter what you try, no matter what you do, no matter how many times you go up against this one, that one, no matter who comes to your door with the bullshit, you have to have a fire in your gut that cannot be put out. That's how you succeed. People who do not like themselves will try to tell you how to change yourself to make yourself small too. They want you to be broken, small, miserable, just like them. And that's something that I see from a lot of black people. A lot of black people don't like Tamar because they're jealous bitches who want to keep her small, just like they're sorry ain't never going nowhere after. She thinks she's Beyonce. She thinks she's that. She thinks she's that. You know what? When the fuck did we become dream smashers? When did we become so goddamn vitriolic that we have a problem with someone having aspirations? You never heard the phrase, work your motherfucking ass off until your idol becomes your rival? So what? Have a goal. Have something in mind to strive to. Maybe she do think she's Beyonce. Maybe she don't. Maybe she's channeling Beyonce. See, that's why black bitches is boring now. We're boring. One fucking dimension. When we're supposed to be like a prism. Come on, y'all. Come on. So anyway, that's what I got from the Braxton family. Tawanda finally cracked and broke the fuck down because she got tired of being Mammy, the mule, and fucking taking everybody's shit and, and, and emotions and being a backhanded, underhanded, snide, commentating-ass motherfucker instead of asking for what she wants. Come out and say it. Come out and say it. You know, everybody, last night, Valkyrie, I don't know if you saw this. Let me ask you. Last night when they were sitting at the table, right, and and Tamar said to Tawanda, you couldn't have just let him say something nice about me? And everybody jumped on and was like, Tawanda never said nothing bad about you. We purposely ignore when someone is attacking the strongest of us. For those of us who are trailblazers, like myself, and apparently Tamar Braxton, and yes, I did just put myself in the same fuck you, bitch. For those of us who are trailblazers, the enemy is not fighting you because you're weak. The enemy is fighting you because you're strong. And now reach back in your Christian bag of roots and remember that the enemy can and will use anybody around you to try to destroy you, to try to distract you, to try to get you off your right track, to try to get you out of what you need to be doing for yourself, off your flow and off your focus. I'm going to say it like this, and I'm going to shut the fuck up and let Valkyrie say something. Black women aren't being fucked right. Enough said. Black man, you sorry-ass lover. You're not fucking her right. You know how we know these niggas can't fuck right? Black women are too poor, and for all the sex and babies, we too poor. That's how you know we got a bunch of robbing-ass dicks. That's why I call them thugs. They're robbers. You watch yourself. He will rob your wealth right out your pussy. It'll be sliding out your ass cracking down his balls. You better watch yourself. You better watch your motherfucking self. If black women were getting the kind of sex that 
can build and raise energy, the kind of sex that resonates through her whole fucking mind, body, soul, spirit, toenail, the poverty and the fuckery would be different. But instead, we got a bunch of sorry, stupid women. I'm not even sorry. Let me take that back. We got a bunch of stupid women out here who don't know shit from nothing, who think they can balance themselves using the instrument of massive destruction. It is no longer a divining rod. You cannot use that thing to divine nothing when it has been turned into a weapon of mass destruction. So I'm going to give y'all this challenge. And like I said, I'm going to say this. I'm going to shut the fuck up and let Valkyrie come in and please, God, change the tone of the show. The next time, well, whoever the fuck the nigga is, right, or, or whoever, if he ain't a nigga, whatever the fuck you doing, the next time that his ass comes over to you talking about some baby, you know what I'm saying, you, how you feeling, girl, trying to rub up on you and shit, go ahead on and fuck him and watch how your money screws up too. Pay attention. See, usually we don't draw we don't draw a line between the dots. We don't connect the fucking dots. I fucked him on Tuesday. My car broke down on Saturday. It's gonna cost me such and such because it's the transmission. I got overdraft in my bank. A bill came through that I know I paid, but they saying I didn't. You know why? Cause you fucked the wrong dick. You fucked the wrong dick. Better check your dicks. Y'all better get your higher senses together. So you can touch that dick and know where it's been and see if it's a robbing-ass thug dick or if this is a divining rod. I don't want to fuck no thug dick, goddamn robbers and thieves and liars, conniving-ass bitches. Mm-mm. No, baby, you keep that shit, and that's the most of you motherfuckers with black skin, unfortunately. Your mothers are failing to make you out to be good lovers. Your mothers don't know nothing about sex anyway. Most bitches don't even know how they got pregnant. They don't know nothing about no goddamn ovulation. They don't know shit about how the fact that they're more fertile during the time of year that they were conceived. They don't know how certain times, certain phases of the moon and boost your damn fertility. Certain planetary alignments boost your damn fertility. It's not just when you ovulate. We got a bunch of dumb bitches out there having babies. Stupid. Stupid as hell. And trying to encourage all of us to be stupid. Talking about it's a goddamn blessing to be shit out of here. Have no baby and be in poverty. That's not a blessing. That's a curse. It's a generational curse passed down from your parents to you. And congratulations, you just passed it on to your children. Not I. Not I. Not I. That's why I ain't having no fucking children. I'm not with it. I'm not here for that. Poverty stops with me. I said that when I was a teenager, and I meant it. These generational curses are serious. This ain't nothing to play with. So, yeah, the reason why all this shit is going on in the world, and that's my word, I, I'm serious. Listen, y'all, write it down <laughs> so you don't fucking forget it. The mm. reason why, <laughs> the reason why all these problems is happening in the world is very simple. People aren't being fucked right. Maestro. 
you. church amend and amen the doors of the church are now open please proceed with oh, your the windows of amen. heaven are open <laughs> and the blessings are falling to die hand clap okay. <laughs> i told you i'm gonna put the goddamn organ track in this motherfucker i am y'all don't think okay I'm, playing, but I'm fine uh, okay track put it in here my sister's on fire girl. do you realize that you have been on fire for a whole hour by yourself i was on mute the whole time, oh, yes, but sir. I realized what? you had to get that out. Yes. You had to get that out. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was too. See, I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to, but I was like, nah, let's push it out. Let's honor you both get energies out. of the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I, listen, I respect it. I respect it. It's better you get it out and let the bodies fall where they may. Get it out. Get it out can't hold that stuff in. You got to let that stuff go. Uh, wow. Um, as I watched the, the Braxton Family Value show as well, I was all excited. I was like, yeah, waiting on the show, coming on. And huh, at first when, I have to admit, when I first saw the show, I really didn't have like a favorite or a person that I said, well, you know, maybe if I hung out with them, they'd be cool. Um, but it just seemed like, you know, everybody was against, Tamar, because Tamar was about herself, and she, you know, had her dreams and things like that, and everybody was like, no, you know, because you're, you know, you're the baby, so I, I get what you're saying, but also, too, as the oldest, I understand that dynamic as well, when you get all this responsibility pushed on you while you're still a child, and you have to be responsible, and everyone comes to you with their secrets and their baggage and their stuff, and you sit there, and you listen, and you don't judge, and you hold all that in and hold all that in and hold all that in, and eventually you do blow up. And when you do blow up, it's never healthy. It's never healthy. Because that little tantrum that she had at the end, that was really uncalled for because somebody really could have got hurt. I feel like if she felt like she was going to explode, you know, she should have – because it's like when you get ready to explode, you feel it coming. And when you feel it coming, it's like you have to remove yourself. If you don't remove yourself, no, you get hurt. You feel it coming. Like me, you just said I went on for like an hour and fire, right? You got damn right mm-hmm. I did. I knew I might go there. I did not mm-hmm. know exactly how far to the left I was going to go once I let the dark bitch sit on me and do what she do. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. But I had an idea that I was going to be fiery. Now, what ends up happening is once you draw energy, once you begin to build energy, this is – Conjure 101. When you build an energy, you have to know how to direct the flow of that energy as well. 
Unfortunately, black women are the worst conjure women on the planet right now. We have forgotten how to do that, how to move the energy. So it ends up being a ball, a chaotic ball and flurry, right? And unfortunately, even when you do know, like I I do this shit kind of, it's not scripted, but it's with purpose and on purpose that I permit myself to do that. It's not like she just snapped and went the fuck off. No, I know exactly what the fuck I'm doing. Now, in certain cases, we don't. There was a case where I had somebody piss me off so bad that I had to literally go in my house and lock the door and sit in the closet and sit there and pray. Because I was like, if I go to fuck back outside, somebody's going in a goddamn business. I'm going in the car. Tell me what. You know? So I yeah. kept my shit together because I'm not going to let something take me up out of myself. Some people know how to do that, Val, and they don't. And some people don't. Right. Right, right, right. And um, I, like, the way that you broke down all of the sisters, I see that. I definitely see that. Because it's sad when a woman, especially a black woman, a black woman puts her foot down and she goes for her dream. And that ties back into the solidarity we were talking about last week. Instead of saying, well, hey, you know, I support you and I honor you and I'm proud of you. Because the thing is, they were talking on both sides of their mouth. Because on one hand, like when they were at the birthday celebration, yeah, Tamar, I'm proud of you. You know, even though I'm older than you, I look up to you. But then a little jealousy comes out. Because when her friend was talking about, well, wow, Tamar, like I've known you 15 years. And Trina made her little mouth noise, little clearing her throat, because that means bullshit. And Tawanda mm-hmm. was like, so Tawanda was like, oh well, how would you know? How would you know? But 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 don't do that. That's not the space for that. Like the her friend was saying, well look, I've known you for fifteen years, and you were the same Tamar back then as you are mm-hmm. now. And I'm happy mm-hmm. that I'm in your life and I'm your friend and I support you. Now see, that's another sad fact too. A lot of times, a family is supposed to be um, a team a unit, like you're bonded, you're in it together, you have the same last name, and you're going to support each other. You might bicker and fight a little bit, but you're going to support each other. I've come to the realization through my own dealings with my own family, a family is just a bunch of motherfuckers you're related to by blood. That doesn't mean they're your family. It's just a bunch of motherfuckers that are related to you by blood. That does not make them your family. A family is someone like um, a tribe. You have to build your tribe. So it looks like her friends are her tribe. Like, those are people that she can go to, and they're supportive of her no matter what. You can't count on your family to support you because your family will be the first ones to pull you down and cut you down. And even if you do start off a little rough in life and you want to improve your life and do a 360, oh, oh no, they're going to hold you stuck. Oh, here you go. Oh, here you go. Oh, you brand new now. Oh, 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 I see you as a little chunky, but, you know, oh, you in shape now. Oh, you think you good now. It's like people ain't never mm-hmm. satisfied. Because mis- like, like that old saying, misery loves company. Misery loves company. Is truly shining. Because I was looking at her. I said, wait a minute. She could have sat on her laurels and just been a kept woman. Because in a previous season, Vince was saying, oh, well, you know, why can't you just be pretty and, you know, be on my arm and be arm candy? She says, no, right. I don't want that. She says, you knew from the beginning when we first met that I wanted this thing a career. So it's not like this is anything new. Like, you know, she had previous attempts, and the, and the attempts didn't go through, but she had never given up on her dream. Because even her husband came at her with, like, well, can't, can't, why can't you be pretty? Why can't you just stay in this big home that I bought for you and wear your shoes mm. and wear your little stuff? And, and be content being cute? owned by me. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, 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 I have my dream. I will not stop until I get it. I don't care what nobody say. So when someone's that, when someone is that focused and they finally do get what they want, if the family is the one that, yeah, she says she's going to do it, but she ain't really going to do it. You know, she tried before mm-hmm. and failed. Yeah, because people, because as long as they're miserable, they want everybody else to be miserable. Miserable. As long as they're unhappy, everyone else has to be unhappy. Now, they, they, they would even talk about Vincent. I remember, like, in the early episodes, yeah, Tamar talk about everybody else's husband, but you can't say nothing about hers. But see, you know what? Hers is doing right by her. So you're right. You can't say nothing about him. He's doing right by her. Whatever arrangement or thing they got going, called they the don't understand the whatever that Tamar <laughs> is better than they are. They yeah. want see this. This is black women's problem right here, and I've noticed this from married to medicine to the Braxton family to my own life to some of these weak bitches on fucking Facebook who call themselves having a goddamn problem with me. Black women in general have a problem. Knowing the fact and admitting to the fact that some of us are better than you. By virtue of our choices, the way we have set up our lives, the value that we inherently carry upon being birthed into this realm, we are not one, we are not the same, and just because you black and have a pussy does not make you like me. Now... They all know that Tamar is better than them, or at least they're thinking it. See, this is something, Valkyrie, I know you've heard this, but you think you're better than everybody? You heard that before, right? Oh, listen, I heard that coming up as, as a young Padawan. Yeah, yeah, Valkyrie. Okay. Like you walk through the neighborhood and, and you got your nose up in the air. But see, the thing is, okay, my mother failed on a lot of accounts. But the one thing that she did come through, she said, she, look, she would look at me, she said, you know what? Because I, I was very, very shy and introverted as Aww. a young one. I, I, I would right? walk, me too. Me I would too. walk and, like, look <laughs> down at the ground because it's like I, I was just, I didn't want to interact with anyone. And my mother was the one that said, no, you hold your head up and you walk right. because mm-hmm. you're royalty. You're a princess. And even though she dropped the ball big time later on as I grew up, I never forgot that part. I said, yeah, you know, right. I, I mm-hmm. walk with my head up, because especially when you grow up in stature and you're a tall girl, you're automatically yes. made to feel awkward. You're automatically made to shrink. People will look at you, oh, why are you so tall? It's not my fault your parents are fucking midgets. Right? Fuck. You know, and I even get that right? now. Oh, my God, yes. you're so tall. But listen, blame my daddy. It's not my fucking fault. I'd rather be tall than fucking be short. Fuck. Thank so you. So it's like, you know what, even honestly, from a too. child, <laughs> even mm-hmm. as a child, because they tell you, uh, be like Mr. Rogers, like, you know, everyone is special, everyone is beautiful in their own way, everyone is different, but that's okay, because having everybody the same will be such a boring world. Like, all those beautiful little lessons that Mr. Rogers taught us, when you buck up against the real world, and the real world from school, from home, from the foundation, does not respect you, does not honor you, and you have to fight from the beginning. And if you don't have that, support system, or if you don't at least have someone that can look you in your eye and says, look, it doesn't matter what that person says. It doesn't matter what the teacher says. I believe you're special. I believe you have a gift. I believe you're beautiful. Or whatever um, you tell your children or the children that are in your life, you know, or whatever your parents told you that would affirm you and lift you up. Because that's why it all ties into what you said. Not everyone is meant 
to be a mother. I said this too. Now no, everyone is oh, meant girl, to be a no. mother. There are so many mothers out here who just should just have their stuff tied up and never seen again. Because being a mother, being a parent, and I say this as a parent, that actually had to have pushed them out. I had to literally hop up on the table and put my life on the mm-hmm. line to bring someone else into the world. And I did it twice. Okay? It's a major responsibility. Like if you are not complete and whole within yourself, if you are damaged and broken and leaking and needy, but you push a, ch- a child out, you can't expect that child to, like, be, make something out of their life unless some miracle happens someone else takes them up, you know? So it's like you said, like that generational curse, like broken, damaged, ignorant, needy people just keep pushing out more of the same, and it's just continuing on, continuing on, continuing on. Someone, but when someone is different and unique and they stand out, like you stand out, like Tamar stands out, like I stand out. As a black woman, you automatically, like, you got everyone coming against you to try to shrink you or make you feel you know, small or question the thing like, about your it, beauty. The only reason that this entire system, even the shit that we hate, is thriving is because the world has convinced the black woman that she is of low worth, low case, and low value. And the fucked up thing about it is, and this is something that I despise in other black women. You know, I remember... I called the Don Nicoleone show one time. I didn't know it was her fucking father. I didn't know it was her father. I just went in the same way I would with any dick, period, who's talking some, it's got to be about the women and children. Okay, what about the women and children in your family, nigga? What are you doing for those motherfucking women and children? While you on this fucking radio show telling us about some goddamn women and children, I went in. Come to find out it was Don's father. Didn't know that. Here's the facts. Had I known it, I wouldn't have said nothing. You know why? Because I did not want to deal with sorry-ass black bitches getting on my fucking ass about telling the truth about some nigga just because he's somebody's goddamn daddy. Come to find out, neither she nor her mother, who was his wife, had a problem with it. But some regular bitch did. She's very disrespectful to the elders. You know, Queenie Farmer's having this conversation on her page right now by some some woman, Lois, who said that uh, the youth need to make room for the elders. No, fuck y'all. All of you older motherfuckers who ain't about shit, aren't doing shit, and need to ask me for something, you're a waste of skin and breath. Depart the earth already. We need the room. We need the room to fuck off the planet. See, these people have squandered their ability to do something worthwhile with their life. So what they do is turn around and tell us how to live our life, how we should be, what we should do. No, you stay tight in the bud, so-called respecting and honoring some shit that don't mean nothing to nobody. The least respected people on the planet, mothers, old people, and children, period. Least respected, least provided for, least looked out for, least considered, period. And so then why on top should of, I do oh. what even society don't do? Go ahead. I'm sorry, baby. That's okay. And then, and then on top of that, for a woman that is a mother to say that she's connected with her sensuality, you know, she has a sex drive, you know, she's still into her appearance, and, you know, she wants to look good, dress good, smell good, and feel good. People look at her sideways. Now, wait a minute. No, you had your time when you were young, and now you got children, and now you're old, so you just got to sit in the corner and knit and bake cookies. Um, no. 
No. No. I see that a lot. And I, I you know, when, whenever someone tries to come at me with that, those kind of comments, I don't get a mm-hmm. for me personally because they know better. They know people that know me in real life, in real time, they know my mouth, and they don't want none of me. And they definitely don't want none of me online because I let you know. I, I, I cut you at the knees. I cut you at the knees. I cut you at the head. You, you can't come, on, come at me with that. But anyway, um, I noticed that even, even if you have a young girl and she's not like that accepted size six or that size four, two or zero or double zero, whatever craziness they're pushing. If she is like Gabriela Bebe, for example, like if she's full body, like if she resembles like that mother figure, she's not considered sexy. She's not considered attractive. You know, they'll push her to the side. And it's been, and I, I've said this alone and probably with you as well, if Lupita looked like Gabrielle, then we make it such a big stink about her and like she does. Girl, we she did a whole show on nowhere. that. Right. Yeah. Well, I, we I got to go back in the archives. <laughs> I got to go back in the archives. But I don't like that attitude prevalent, and it's constant. It's like you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you and don't. And you're damned if you if don't. You're, if if yep. you're a young girl that is focused on her studies, who is focused on getting her career and living her life, you got people coming at her. Oh, wait a minute. Something's wrong with you if you don't want to be a mother. Oh, okay. Well, if she Ugh. just decides to become a mother... She's a mother now. You know, she's got her household. She's got her husband taking care of her. Oh, well, you can't come out and hang and do what you used to do no more. And, oh, well, you know, you gained a little bit of weight and got a little poochie now, got a little dimples. Oh, you ain't sexy no more. So it's like you're damned, you're damned if you do and if you're damned if you don't. And then we're not even going to talk about people that come for the older women, the ones who have always raised their children. Their children are grown. They may have grandchildren. Everybody's all living their own life. Same sexuality, like, oh, my God, like, if you're above 20, <laughs> you know, it's so right. Ridiculous. You know, Val, honestly, the reason I feel like this shit even happens, all right, and, and this is just classic humanism at its worst. One, we know that the class of humans that has been reserved as sex and for the purpose of sex is female, primarily the maiden. So women of my age group and younger, we have been set up as the class of human flesh that is reserved as sex and for the purpose of sex. So it's a younger female body that's been hypersexualized. Nobody is fapping to stretch marks. Everybody's after that young, hot body, tenderoni, 20 something. We got all kind of bitches trying to look like our group. We know that this is both the privileged group and the predatory prey group. This group is preyed on and privileged for being preyed on and being easily preyed upon. So we've got a collective of women who did all of the stupid shit that men told them, be chased, get married, have babies, or not. Maybe they weren't chased. Maybe they was lucid and all goosey but they were still stupid and got got by babies. Whatever the case might be. This is why you have primarily women with children who do this bullshit. You got to, you're not nice, you're not this, you're not, you know what, no, fuck you. 
You did all of that nice and sweet and kind feminine bullshit, and you bitter as hell right now. So you go ahead on and call me bitter. I tell you what, when I wake up in the morning and strut through my house butt-ass naked and catch my reflection in the mirror, I smile. How about you? How about you? Do you look at yourself and enjoy your life? Because I enjoy my life. I enjoy the fruits of my labor, the fruits of my sacrifice. I enjoy being able to say, I didn't fuck till I was 21. That's why I didn't get got like the rest of you dumb hoes. I enjoy that. And you know what else? If we can sit up, and I see this on Facebook all the time, bitch after bitch after bitch. Oh, the baby's daddy did this, and he playing games, and he ain't come see his kid. And you know the baby's birthday was today. And he know it costs to take care of these children. And he don't want to do. And y'all can sit up and air that fucking bullshit all the live long day about how you was a cum dump pumping chump. All that. But for whatever reason, as soon as a woman of my stature and quality says, I'm so glad I ain't never turned myself into no man's baby mama. There's so much more to life than that. Every bitch who didn't will turn on you. What are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? You calling us baby mamas? Yes, I am. This is what you are. You're not married mothers, so what the fuck am I supposed to call you? What am I supposed to call you in a system that you did not fight to change until it was strangling your monkey ass? What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to react and interact? I don't know. Here's what I know. I'm going to stand on my square. I'm going to tell my truth, I'm going to speak the truth, and I'm going to keep on living. We end up having this jealousy because a woman has traded in her true power for the appearance of power. They convinced women, they convinced us all, these little girls, that our power was in being purchased by some motherfucker and then bred by him and turned into his domestic slave, a.k.a. mother and wife. We were told that that was power, that that was the greatest Thing that we could do, that that was going to be that kept us safe, the thing that kept us safe, that provided for us, that got us love, and all of that whole shit. Every little girl is taught that shit. It's modeled to her via the propaganda in her home, a.k.a. her mama and daddy's relationship, if she had a daddy, or her aunties and uncles, or her grandmama and granddaddy, or whoever the fuck the hetero couple is that markets this propaganda to her. That all she has to do is be a good girl, keep her knees closed, get a good man and a good job and a buy a house, and he's going to take care of her and the children. It's not what happened. My grandmother was sold a bill of lies, too. She learned. Once she had her nine children and she had to go scrub Missy, Missy Ann's floor and wash Missy Ann's drawers to take care of her children because her sorry-ass black dick husband wasn't worth shit and took all his money to the juke joint. <laughs> She learned the hard way. She learned the hard way. And now, see, here's the thing that the elders didn't do. They didn't turn around and tell us not to make the stupid fucking mistake they made. They told us stupid shit like just pray to God. Fuck that. So now we have a whole group of women who did all the stupid fucking shit that they was taught to do and told to do, and they're looking at us who refuse to give up our power for the appearance of power with no authority. 
That's all motherhood is. It's the appearance of power and lacks authority. I've said it before and I'll say it again. You're not God because some man humped you and dumped his genetic waste material into your fertile womb. That doesn't make you God. For all of that, the stray cat up the street, God, prove it. It's more than that. So we trade up Godhood, right? Fire God maidenhood so that we could become cows. I mean mothers, excuse me. So we can become mothers, not cows. Excuse me. Let me get it right. Not that there's much of a difference, right? You get branded, you get studded, and eventually you get slaughtered. (laughs) Ain't no difference. So now we've got the removal of the maiden's power. Power is the maiden. The maiden is, is a powerful fucking being on the planet. See, because she's maiden, mother, and crone in one without having been colonized and divided against herself and reprogrammed. Almost every woman on the planet who has had a child has had male DNA inserted into her brain. Now, one of the ways that they say that this happens is by having a male fetus, either giving birth to one, aborting one, or having what they call a spontaneous abortion, also known as a miscarriage. And so via these actions, women's bodies become reformatted to be male, to have male DNA and male hormones as well in themselves. So we want women to give up the sovereign power of their maiden divinity so that they can be pierced inside and made the spirit against the flesh. And they got you thinking it's some holy war when it's a machination, a manipulation, because it's caused by the phallus. So they all want to devalue the mother. They know mother is a colonized, conquered state for womanhood and patriarchy. There's no power in it. Ain't no fucking power in it. I put it on the record right now. All the power belongs to the maiden, which is why even the mother is against the maiden and tries to get us to be turned into mothers before we can really even know how to yield and wield that maiden power. Because, see, if women were going into motherhood, with actualized maiden awareness, they wouldn't be cows. They wouldn't just be cattle. They wouldn't be looked at like, well, you done had a baby and you supposed to do this. It wouldn't be like that. If mother took her maiden sovereign divinity with her into motherhood, but no, she gives it up so she can put on the mother cap. And then what she does is bitterly looks to her past about all the shit she used to do. And because she can't do it no more, you know what these bitches do, Falk? They tell us how we should act, how we should dress, how we should keep our fucking legs closed, how we got to do this and that and then and then and me, me, me. They turn around and attack us for the men because they realize they made a bad deal. But they're not humble enough. Look at this. Because humility means nothing more than to be close to the ground. You're close to the ground. They got their fucking heads off in la-la land somewhere. They're not close to the earth. They're not acting as earth guardians. They're not acting as people who are supposed to be looking out for all things that are made manifest on the planet. Their minds are in la-la land. Accordingly, they turn around and punish every other woman for the fucked up stupid ass choice that they made with a man. So now, even if you're a maiden, like you mentioned Gabori, Gabori Sidibe, I always say her name wrong. Even if it's a maiden, 
but she has the appearance of mother. Mother's body's fuller, it's more round, it's more voluptuous, she's a little soft, a little patterned here and there. These bodies have been attributed to mother. This is an ancient mother goddess archetypal energetic remembrance for us that we connect to, but we don't honor it anymore. We don't honor it. We honor the sex force, which belongs to and with the maiden, who is the only class of humans that has been reserved both as sex and for the purposes of sex in this patriarchal structure. And every mother, every crone knows it. That's why they tell the girls, you have to do. And they say they're helping, but it's jealousy. Well, 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 well. Speaking for myself, as uh, let the applause go down. Speaking for myself, as only I can speak for myself, who is also myself. Um, every young girl, a young lady that I talk to, I said, "Look, baby, I got two in a grand. Don't fucking do it. Do not fucking do it." And they look at me and they laugh. I said, "You may laugh because I have a manner of speaking that you know I'm friendly. I interact. It may come out in a joking matter, but trust me and believe I am serious." Like 18 years, back child support for 18 children. I'm fucking serious. Um, because I feel like that if more mothers would tell these young ladies, listen, it's not all it's cracked up to be. It's a job that has no payoff. The only payoff that I could see as um, a parent is having fully functional, capable, and responsible adults that are out there doing what they're supposed to do. When, once you see they're at that level, then you can say, oh, okay, well, there you go. Like, I, I did my job. I did what I was supposed to do. But for you to get from birth to there, <laughs> it's a lot. So I don't wish that on anybody. I, said, I tell these young girls, I hey, listen, you go out and you be free because when mm-hmm. you, you and you alone, you can pick up and say, hey, well, you know what? I'm going to take a month off and go abroad. I'm going to go to, like, another state. And like you know, do you know, do a little something. I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna do this. I don't feel like washing my clothes for a week, so I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do those dishes. So what? You know, it's because your life is mm-hmm. for you and you alone. Mm-hmm. So I was never that type of person to throw salt at my friends who were single. I don't throw salt at anybody. I'm like, you know what? I'm the one to hop up on the table, and made that decision. So I have to live with the result of my decision. Just because I made that decision doesn't mean I'm going to hate on you and tell you, right. oh, you, you got to be over here with me. No, the fuck you don't. No, you don't. I mean, I have a younger sister that I interact with a lot. You know, we talk all the time. And I tell her, you know, she's dating somebody or whatever. I said, listen, you better not. It, you better not even say the P word or the C word. You better not say that to me because, you know, she's got goals to go really far in school and become a psychotherapist and do all that. And that, that is a lot of time invested which means you have no time for anything else. I said, look, just know that I'm going to kick your ass. As your big sister, I'm going to kick your ass, <laughs> okay? Because, you know. See, we need people like that in our lives. We really do. Yeah, because my, my thing is, it's like if, if enough mothers will finally take off the blinders and get real about their situation, get real about how mothers are treated in this society, they wouldn't wish it on nobody else. They wouldn't. Because as for me, myself and I in my house, I have to work to get my maiden back. I said, no, nah, but wait a minute now, because I know I look good, and, you know, I know how to dress myself and put on my little perfume and strut, and I could do my thing. Listen, <laughs> okay, 
I have to get I have to do my work to get my maiden back, to get that young, carefree girl back. Even though I am a mother, but that doesn't mean that, okay, I'm a mother twenty four seven. Like, you know, I just put mm-hmm. you know, that that young, free and, you know, flirty part of myself in a box and throw it in the middle of the goddamn ocean some fucking way never to be seen again. That's that's not right. That's why you see so many women out here now, they are old, they in church, they dried up, they got a twenty pound Bible on their lap because that's all they got left. That's why so many yep. women cling to religion because all the dreams that they have for their life, they never did anything about it. They let people dictate to them. Mm-hmm. They let God you know what, quote, sis? dictate to them. And, you know? What? I also think that a large part of the reason, see, black women end up with the kind of cancers and shit that other people don't even experience. We end mm-hmm. up having higher rates of, um, we have a lower rate of cancer um, new cases, but it's always the worst types of illness. So if it's cancer, it's four, stage four, some extra never been heard of before type shit going on with her, right? And I, I know in my heart that the reason that we take ill is because we harbor shit that offends our soul. So somebody raped you and you never did nothing to heal it. You said, I forgive him and I'm just going to pray to Jesus. Now you have cervical and uterine cancer. You never took care of the woundedness in that area. It's a very unfortunate truth. Somebody was supposed to be, I don't know, nurturing you. Your mother was supposed to nurture you. She didn't nurture you. You continue to give to her until she dies. It has cost you all your life. Now you have pancreatic cancer. You got cancer in your stomach because the place of nourishment and nurturing has never been taken care of. And on and on and on. So black women in particular end up ill because of all of the unaddressed shit that goes on in our life. That's why I said earlier, I'm a rage, I'm a storm, I'm a cuss, I'm a scream if I fucking want to, because whatever I'm feeling, I'm going to push it out, because I'll be goddamned if I end up stage four fucking cancer for you niggas eat. You know? Black women don't give ourselves the right to do so. We won't. So we'll keep on forgiving and turning the other cheek and giving niggas chance after chance. Bad shit happening to your life. And keep on praying and keep on, well, God got it and God got away. Or, look, now here the new one. The ancestors going to take care of me. The universe going to make a way. You know, I mean, we don't invest in ourselves, our self-care and our self-maintenance. And black women are the worst with it. I'm telling you, this, I, I love black women. More than anybody else, because I am one, and I love the fuck out of myself. However, I got to tell you, something that pisses me the fuck off about black women is the goddamn lactivist consciousness among black women. I get emails from sisters all the time. Oh, I'd love to sign up for the... Now, this is some fishing-ass bullshit. Let me put you bitches on notice right now. I don't do free. Fuck off. Now. When I decide I'm going to hand you some shit for free, you open your hand and you happily receive from me. You don't ask me for shit. Now, I got chicks in my inbox for sending me emails talking about I would love to sign up for such and such a class, but, you know, money's funny right now. How do you tell a perfect stranger that? I don't know you from a hole in the wall. Have some more fucking sense and respect for your goddamn financial situation than that. Stop telling yourself what it is before you know what it could be. 
We always pre- we, we prescribe doom over our lives. Nobody never taught y'all that, church. Speak those things as though they were. Be careful what you say with your fucking tongue because you'll make it happen. The power of life and death lie in the tongue. Why do black women run around talking about the kids need this and I got to take care of that? And you can never come up with how you need for you. You can take care of everybody else, but you can't never invest in yourself. You always got $40 when so-and-so needs it. You always got $50 for so-and-so's gas tank for the week so they can get back and forth to work and take care of their fucking ass kids. But you can't sign up for yourself. You deserve to be cursed. Wallowing your purse, and you keep that motherfucking curse to yourself. I did a whole show on that. A lot of women say stuff like, we need sisterhood. No, you need sisterhood. You know why you need sisterhood? Because you can't manifest for yourself. There's a whole slew of bitches who walk around looking for somebody they can partner with because they don't have the gumption and the wherewithal to self-start. And how you know they can't? Give them an opportunity to walk the walk. Every time. They will come up with every fucking excuse under the sun to talk themselves out of the very thing that they asked for. I had an appointment today. This is why we did the Angry Diva show a little bit later. I had an appointment. I have been trying to get this appointment booked for almost a year now. All right? Finally, there was an opening. I said, I'm going in. I'm taking care of me. It's Friday. I'm going to do this for myself. We will reschedule Angry Divas to resume at 1 o'clock. I didn't say, well, you know, my time is 12 o'clock, and, you know, the people are going to – you motherfuckers will be here when I get here. How about that? Invest in yourself. Nothing in this world is that fucking serious that you can't take the time for yourself and invest in yourself and put into yourself. A lot of black women don't. A lot of black women won't. A lot of mothers in particular. I don't care what race. My neighbor is Irish. She always talking about, I don't got money for pedicures. Bitch, stop drinking goddamn Dunkin' Donuts, nasty-ass coffee. You'll have money for that pedicure. You take one week's worth of you brew your own coffee, I promise you at the end of the week you'll have your fucking pedicure. We are not creative. We're not fucking creative. We just know how to fucking make babies. That's it. We know how to struggle. We know how to figure out how to make the bare minimum. And that's as far as the black woman's creative capacity goes for far too many black women. We have so much more available to us than that. But, and I noticed this in myself, and this is learned fucking behavior. This is not innate. This is not innate. This is the product of years and years and years worth of um, whether it was my mother, you know, I'm seeing a comment here, blatant injustices. I was fortunate. My mom was the best friend, my best friend in the world. And my, her mom was a great example for her. Blatant, my mother was my best friend too until, until I started looking at her objectively and seeing what the fuck she was doing in her life and how shit was her fault. See, black women don't want to take no goddamn responsibility for their own shit. Let me tell you the first point that I jumped from. Whenever something goes on in my life, here's the first question I ask. How the fuck did I let this happen? How did I let it happen? Not judgmentally, not woe is me, but how did I let this happen? What did I do? What role did I play here? Did I play a role? How big was the role? I'm not going to judge myself. I did what I did. I thought it would be this. It wasn't. Now it's that. Now how do I fix it? And we don't do that. We want to blame everything else. It's the product of being subscribers to uh, the belief system of white supremacy. 
As long as black people really believe that there's such a thing as white supremacy, black people will continue to blame everything and everyone else for their fuckery and never make those changes in their life. Now, I'm glad, too, for you, Blayton, that your mother was not like that. I wish that there were more women. Yeah, all niggas, you're right. I wish that there were more women who were like your mother. Unfortunately, those of us who have some fucking sense aren't the ones who breed. More often than not, we don't even have children. And if we do, it's like one, maybe three. You know what I'm saying? But it's these broads who ain't about shit, ain't interested in shit, ain't trying to develop shit. They end up having so many damn children. I'm going to tell y'all, I got, a, I got uh, accused of being a, a eugenicist. I don't give a fuck. I think that people who cannot manage their fertility deserve to be sterile. I think that we need to start sterilizing black men who have a bunch of babies and do not fucking pay for them. We going to be eager to sterilize a black woman in a heartbeat. Start sterilizing them dicks. Lock them up in the jails when they fail to pay their child support and sterilize his ass. It don't make no kind of sense that we got black men out here with 21 kids they don't take care of and shit like that. I know y'all done seen it. 11 kids, 21 kids, some more shit. Start sterilizing these men. Snip, snip. See, it's a lot easier to take the bullets out of the gun than to shoot appropriately at a bulletproof vest. Snip, snip. Snip, snip. See, we don't want to take responsibility for our own selves. It's always about who did what and this and that. I did that shit too. For a long time, I blamed a lot of the shit in my life on my mother and father, and that was absolutely righteous. I needed to do that because what I needed to see is how they failed me. So I would stop making excuses for them and saying, well, it's the white man and it's the system and it's stress and it's them being black and they came from a different time and all the fucking excuses that we make for our parents. They didn't know any better. They did the best they could do. Fuck that. Your best was not good enough, and I am not here to placate nor make excuses. And I think it's important that we, we draw those lines in the sand because, see, I'm talking about it from the perspective of our parents, but I feel like, okay, in, at least even in my life, my parents was the catalyst for everything else, right? So what I learned from my parents helped me to see and understand how to interact with other people. So I learned from my parents you're supposed to respect your elders and all this whole shit. They taught me all that cultural shit, right? And they taught me a couple of other things, too, that they didn't realize they were teaching me because they were just being human, fallible, you know? For me, I feel like these lessons translate over into our life. And now I talked about this a little bit either yesterday or the day before yesterday. When I said it was the day before, I said I was running away from my mama because I didn't want to deal with my mama. I was like, I'm fucking sick of this. I'm talking to you no more. And then I met woman after woman after woman that was just like her. And then I figured out this is an archetypal energy I'm dealing with. And this lesson is going to repeat until it is learned. Not many of us will take that and apply it to our lives. This is why I have this is what grinds my gears session, so we can get this shit out of our system. But when we don't, it manifests illness in your body, your finances, your focus, your creative capacity, and your ability to be an innovator. When we don't get out of our system what we need to get out of our system. You know, and another thing that I don't do is let somebody else tell me how to articulate myself or talk over me to change the subject. Um, in fact, I, I had somebody call into the show and do that one time. We were talking about, Ralph, you remember this? Somebody brought up goddamn trannies for whatever reason, um, and, and they just kept bringing up trannies. For whatever reason, black women, we started out the show, and we said we're not going to discuss black men. Remember that, Valkyrie? Sure do. Started the show, and we said we're not going to talk about no black man, right? So every time they came on the show blaming him, I corrected their asses. The next thing you know, they got to bring some kind of dick. Now they got tranny dick in their mouth. <laughs> 
You have to establish some kind of boundary and stick to it because if you don't, people will try to sway you with the winds of life. This is why I talk about this stuff. It all applies in my mind anyway. It applies in my life. Well, well, you just said it all, and you dropped a megaton neutron bomb, and I totally <laughs> – I, I definitely agree with you. I, you know, I feel like if more people would take personal responsibility for where they are in their life, because I know I had to, because I kept looking around at my surroundings and I said, wait a minute, I'm better than this. I deserve more than this. So why am I still here? Why am I still in this same setting? Why am I still accepting this when I know I deserve better? And I even had, like, my father, he was like, oh, you need to move. And I'm like, well, are, are you giving me anything? No. Have you ever given me anything? No. So if I want something out of life, I have to do it for myself because I can't look to anyone to help me. So I have right. to evaluate where I am in my life, figure out the patterns that I'm repeating and break that. I agree with you on that, Valkyrie. I don't mean to cut you off, but just, just really quick. I agree with you on that identifying the patterns in your life, how they govern your life, and how you could change that shit. That's what I'm on. That's why I push out all the things that come to me. I speak about it. I open up my mouth. I open up my heart. I open up my mind, and I process it because if I don't, I won't know my pattern. I won't know what it is that's bothering me. I won't know what it is that I need to do to improve my life and change my fucking status. See, I say we need to be self-centered in our focus, and people take that, oh, you're self-centered. See, I, I mean, there's all kinds of judgments out there. I had somebody come to me and say, your reputation is shitty. I was like, yeah, it is. You know why my reputation is shitty? Your mama ever told you to talk is cheap, and so are the motherfuckers who do it? You can't have cheap bitches telling you about me and expect my reputation to be worth anything. Your reputation is just what people say about you. Bitch, check my character. Hey, I'm back. Peace to the, um, <laughs> the lurking-ass nigga guest. I don't fucking tolerate y'all in my chat room. Get the fuck out. I don't do that shit. Get hell out of here. Next. Now. Mm. Well, I don't tolerate well, guests. Well, I'm back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you, were, you mentioned the whole bit about... Oh, 90 seconds before we go into overtime, everybody. 347-826-9930. Call in to hear the last hour of the show. Um, again, 347-826-9930. If that's your time with us for today, it's been a fire-ass day, has it not? Today is war day! Woo! War! Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, we have had a high time in the old town tonight. I have thoroughly enjoyed it myself, and if that's your time, peace be your journey. If not, 347-826-9930. You're going to have to call in, Skype in, in order to hear the last hour of the show. Um, and if you don't call in, it's not my fault, because I've said it enough times now. Mm. Anyway, I mean, if, if everybody wants to continue, we can continue, or we can just wrap this shit up right here. Somebody let me know. we got 40 seconds. Well, well hey, um. Huh. Law talk keeps cutting me off. To wrap up what I was trying to complete in my thought, um, as in this stage in my life, since I've decided what I truly want out of life, 
and I'm still getting to know myself as a person. And, you know, even even when I think I have a certain things conquered and certain things lit, other things will come up. And I'm like, oh, okay, mm. I look at this now. And I'm thankful for you because you'll pull my coat like, hey, now, hey, now, you said you was going to and you ain't do. And, you know, hey, what what's up with that? You got to make, you know, because <laughs> it's, it's very important to – Humble, humble yourself enough when someone that cares about you and wants the best mm. comes to you and says, hey, they correct you. Not not to judge you or put you down. They correct you out of love. They correct you because they see the greatness in you. They correct you because they see the more and they see the better and they see the best and they see the greatest. And they want you to come up to that level. That's where the solidarity comes into play. That's where the that, I feel like that's what true sisterhood is. That's why you mm-hmm. cannot be. That's why you cannot be sister with every Tom, Dick, and Harry that's out there. Because you, listen, you the, the the weakest chain is the one that the weakest link is the one that breaks the whole chain. Yes. And every part of that chain has to be strong and pull strong. its own weight in order mm-hmm. to be fully functional. If you take on somebody that's weak, or if you take on somebody that's like double-minded. Oh well, I'm really down for the cause, but let me just go back here and backslide and tiptoe. No, 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 no. no. It's you know just what, like Valerie? Yeah, I always been like this too. Even when I was a Christian, I was. I've always been a militant motherfucker about everything I do. <laughs> yeah. You're a rebel. Even when I was a Christian, even as a Christian, all of the bitches in the church who was fucking, they was the lowest scum of the fucking planet in my eyes. How the hell are you sitting in here Sunday after Sunday talking about what thus says the Lord when you fuck in the deep? Get out of my face. Mm. And you hey, know what? Uh, I had even more disdain for them all because I wasn't fucking. So here's the next thing. Now because I have the audacity to not only be a true sister, but to hold my fellow sister and accountable for the shit they say, yet do, they all waiting for me to fall. I'll never forget when Juanita Bynum, no sheets, no more sheets came out. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching this video, and she's talking about all the sexual shit, the, the demonic shit, the spiritual energy shit that gets tied up in you because you done fucked some worthless-ass nigga. And I sat there and watched that with these bitches. I was about 14 years old, maybe 15 at the most. I just remember saying, oh, ooh, thank God that ain't never going to be me. Never. Mm. And they turned but- I didn't even mean to. I didn't even mean uh-huh. to, Valkyrie. I didn't even mean to. And they turned around. It was an older bitch, too. It's always an older motherfucker. Turned around and said to me, there but for the grace of God go you. And I looked at her. I said, what does that mean? Because God's looking out for you. That's why you haven't had sex. I said, no, that's not why I haven't had sex. I haven't had sex because I'm not fucking no man. I got in trouble for cussing the church. I don't give a fuck. I'm not fucking no man. I'm not doing it. I've watched what you brought have done. I see what happens to women after they start fucking a man. I'm not doing it until I can figure out how to keep him from ruining my life. I'm not doing it. So you can say all you want to say to blame me and it's God, that's the reason. No, it ain't God. I get more dick slung to me than anybody on this planet. I have always said no. I have always said no. No, motherfucker, you want it. This is great for you. You ain't shit for me. Then you got to either beat him off of you or beat him out of you. 
because of the animalism that goes on on this planet. So don't bear before the grace of God, anybody. But that's the kind of shit I ended up having to hear because I made better choices in my life and for myself. I have a real big problem, and I'm going to put it out there. I'm gonna be, I mean, not that it's not evident, but I have a real big problem with people who fail to appropriately govern their lives and then judge you because you did it right or say that it must be that you're blessed or you got to be luckier. It's got to be, thank you, lucky stars. No, I made better choices than you. Humble yourself enough to say that. It's okay. There are many women who made better choices than me, and I look at them like, damn, you bitches got it going on. Say If I had known then, if I had known then what I know now, look at where my life could be. You know, we all do that. Do it healthy. Do it for a healthy reason, not jealousy, not to cut down the next bitch, but that's what always ends up happening. So we watching the No More Sheets. I go off on them. I got in trouble for cussing. Oh, well, I was pissed. Went the fuck off. But what ended up happening is they're all taking bets on when it's going to be me. Mm. They weren't hoping for me to make it through unscathed. They were taking bets on which dick was going to do it and how old I would be when I fell. That's, That's horrible. Black woman. That is horrible. It's a black woman. And, and, um, to just, oh, um, and, and to just, um, when you touch on Juanita Bynum, okay, she came out with no more sheets, and that message was very relevant. But then again, what did she do? She married an abuser. A warlock. A fucking mm. warlock. Mm. She, she, yeah, she married someone that, oh. I'm telling you, I know his family. His family actually got roots here in Boston. That's a family full of witching-ass motherfuckers who lie under the guise of Jesus. She got herself mixed up with a warlock and couldn't handle it. But anyway, you were saying, Valkyrie, back to you. <laughs> what, what, I, what I was saying is that even when a woman comes with a message like that, she won't even take her own advice because, you know, she, she's so busy, you know, like putting forth this message and, you know, she has a certain amount of stature and credibility because she had a huge following before she got up with this dude that she called her husband. I think they're broken up now, divorced or whatever. But then when it came out, that he was abusing her. When I saw the story, I had already left the church by this time, like when I came out with the story that he was abusing her. And I was like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You came out with no more sheets, and you have all these women following you, and, you know, you're talking about undoing the damage that you do by letting the wrong man into your body and into your life. But wait a minute, you did, a, you did the same thing you told us not to do. So where's your credibility at? And I feel like that's what happens a lot um, in the community as far as, like, black women, even mothers, because mothers will look at their daughters and, like, okay, well, I know you're looking at everything that I do, but don't do what I do. Do this. Oh, do what and, I say because, and because, not what I do. Because that, that's what happened to me. My mother never sat me down and told me about um, sex or, you know, what to look for in the man because daddy wasn't there. My, my grandmother was, you know the thing that my grandmother said about marriage? My grandmother said marriage is overrated, just like that. And she didn't go home any more into it. So I'm looking at my mother. My mother's not telling me any information, like how to, you know, treat myself, how a man should treat me, because I saw her and the jokers she dated. So I had no example of 
the right man to let into my circle. So I had to bump my head and trip over and, you know, do, do all the dumb shit, which yeah. could have been avoided. But now I'm at the point, I said, look, boo, I'm at my 40s, boo. Y'all young girls want to be up here and call yourself dating and getting bunned up? Okay, that's cute. I'm going to be over here elevating my tax bracket and getting my motherfucking money and getting my body back together. That's what I'm doing. I, I'm, I'm Valkyrie's about Valkyrie right about now. Val, Valkyrie and Valkyrie Jr. That's about it. Everybody else is like, I, okay, you, you want to be over there and, and, and be all lovey-dovey? Okay. That's, that's cool for you. But over here, I'm going to do me. And there's too many women who have not come to that point. That's why they fight you. That's why they fight anybody else that is saying, hey, I'm outside the norm. I'm different because I know what I want mm-hmm. out of my life, and I'm not going to stop until I get it. Even if so I, I get stand it. alone and cut off everybody around me, and I'll be at the top of my mountain by, of the mountain by my, by my day and yep. self, by myself. And then I feel like, they, oh, my God, I, we could probably go into another two, three hours about that whole Hell, thing. Hell, if we attitude. needed to, we could. You know, yeah, I saw but, this article, sis. Let me tell you real quick. I saw this article. It was a uh-huh. woman. She was a virgin white woman. She's a Christian. Mm-hmm. Her husband's a Christian. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a virgin, but she was a virgin. You know, they teach mm-hmm. us to keep ourselves chaste while the men sport fuck through pussy. So she gets married. She, she's made it her life that she's a virgin, and I did that. You know, it's a very important part of your identity that you're not fucking, and it's important that people know that you're not fucking for whatever reason because they make it a point to know and spread it around that you're not fucking. And I think it's so that when, once you do, they can have the appropriate judgment to give to you, whether it's you did it within wedlock or not. So if you get married and then you have sex like this woman, um, they couldn't actually, I think, yeah, they had sex that night. She didn't enjoy it. She was anxious about it. She had been told all her life, keep pure, keep chaste, keep pure, keep chaste. Don't give in to your urges. Deny the devil and this whole thing. So now she's a grown-ass 30-year-old woman married who can't enjoy sex with her husband, who is traumatized by sex with her husband because sex has been ruined in her mind and drummed into her head as something that nasty girls do. Now, I remember a sister calling in during the Yoni Egg show and saying something about her to her husband. You're not going to fuck me like you're, I'm your whore. That's you bitches' problem. Y'all all put down the whore, but you want to have her power. So be jealous of the stripper. Let's just be honest, woman. I ain't jealous. I, I, shit, I got more respect for strippers than holy bitches. How about that? But uh, women are jealous of the stripper. They're scared of the single woman. You know, once all my friends started getting married and shit, um, of course I didn't get invited around as much because I was still the young, hot, <laughs> single bitch. But the fear, we fear her power because we do not wield it for ourselves. So we want to quell it in her because we don't want to know how to develop it in and for ourselves. So women end up having an unhealthy relationship to their birthright, which is pleasure. Our birthright on this planet is pleasure. This is the pleasure principle. We are the only living thing with an organ that exists solely for the purpose of orgasmic bliss. Your clitoris serves no purpose at all other than to make you happy and feel good. That's it. Our birthright. 
Our birthright, our right of passage is not being bred and studded. That's the robbery of your birthright. Remember, Valkyrie, you just said once you become a mother, you're not supposed to fuck. You're supposed to, like, put your coochie on the shelf and die or some shit. Dry up. They get us to trade in our birthright for nothing. So we don't get pleasure in this system. You can't even get pleasure out of being a mother if you got married first because they've made sure that it's set up. you got a fucked up, reprobate-minded man. He's going to do but so much. He's not going to really support you. He certainly won't be a go-getter. You know, if he gets fired or laid off, you got to deal with him whining about that shit. You know, he's never going to go self-start. He ain't going to go self-start, so what do you do? So this sister, this woman, not sister, this, this white woman ends up, having to go to therapy and counseling so she can learn how to have sex with her husband. How many black women have a, a dysfunctional relationship to our pussy? We have a very, very extremely dysfunctional relationship with our yoni. I get women sign up for our natural women's health um, consultation. And I say to them, you have to know the position of your cervix at certain time, times of the month. I had a woman who had been fucking for 15 years, asked me where her cervix was. This is a shameful thing, woman. I remember being in middle school, and our guidance counselor, she was a lesbian, so we all thought she was just crazy, right? But she said that what they used to do is they would get mirrors and speculums and try to give themselves and each other pelvic exams in college, and I was like, what the hell kind of lesbian fuck shit is this? You know, I, I, I couldn't hear it because all I could think of is a bitch was a lesbian, you know, and I was a Christian at the time, and that wasn't so-called right according to God. And so I just kept judging her based on her being a lesbian, that she couldn't possibly tell us anything that could help us. But I'm going to tell you, once I understood what it meant to really be a lesbian, not whatever men have ascribed to it, that carpet-munching-ass fuckery that they say lesbian is, but true lesbian which we will get into on the 19th of August to the sisters who signed up for the class. I began to realize that what she had given me was a gift. I never got up on no table with no mirror and some other bitch, but I did take a mirror and I squatted and I took a look at my little yoni flower. And I was like, oh, okay, that's what color she is. That's how I shave it. She cute, okay? And then I did reach to feel my cervix to understand my walls. There are men, women, women can't even put a tampon in unless it's got a fucking applicator. Women don't even want to deal with their menstrual blood. If they touch their menstrual, I've heard a bitch scream. I'm in the bathroom. Ah! I'm like, oh, my God, what happened? I don't even know who the fuck it is. What happened? I just got period blood on my hand. Is it yours? Yes. I said, are you fucking kidding me? Sitting in the stall, taking a piss. Yes, I Are you fucking kidding me? She just fell silent. You screamed. Like somebody busted up in here to murder you in the stall because your period blood touched your hand. See, this kind of dysfunctional relationship to the yoni and to the womb is one of the greatest issues with women. Your pussy is not just your fuckhole. It's not just the thing that gets wet for when your man wants a piece of you. It's not just the thing that bleeds once a month. It's not just the thing that pushes some waterhead man's baby out whenever the fuck you get pregnant. She is a living, breathing, healthy, sensual, spiritual, divine entity. We give none of that respect to our wombs. I got bitches who will fuck all kind of broke dick, but look at me weird for using a yoni egg. You know what? Screw y'all. We have a, disres- a disrespectful. 
a disrespectful and dysfunctional relationship to our pussy, and it is orchestrated by patriarchy. Because if women ever remember that true power, not just I fucked him, so he do what I want, I fucked him, so he all on my job, not that lowbrow egotistical shit. But when women really remember the power, centrality, majesty, and inherent divinity of their own pussy and womb, that's going to be the thing to change the world. This is why they've denigrated sex. This is why they constantly bespell us against it. This is why they tell us abstain and all that fucking shit. And tell the elders in church told us all these goddamn lies, even though when I asked them how did it work for them, they got mad with me because they didn't want to answer the question, honestly, because they all ended up fucking and probably fucking each other and such the like. We have a disrespectful and dysfunctional relationship to and with our yoni in our womb. It's not unlike the relationship you got with your purse. You might have one purse that you carry everywhere. It's battered, tattered, and torn, but you're still carrying it. You clean that motherfucker out once every six months. If not for your period, your pussy would never get no cleaning. It's the same thing. We treat our wealth seat like it's shit, like it ain't nothing. And this is the cause of all illness. why I named the show the underfucked pussy epidemic. We do not have any true love, honor, and joy in that pussy. It's, even if you have a regular sex, are you having the kind of sex that leaves you full for days or are you tired afterwards? Are you tired for the next couple of days trying to figure out how to bring your energy back up while his ass walk around looking like Edward from fucking Twilight? You know? <laughs> Gotta remember the power. That's where it comes from, Valkyrie. We have a dis functional relationship with our pussy and our womb, with our yoni and our womb, whatever you call it. We have a dysfunctional relationship to it. It exists only for men to utilize how they see fit, and we call that agency, and it's not. It's not. It's the furthest thing from it, actually. That's all I got on that. Well, wow, 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 wow. All right. <laughs> um. I just want to say, like, just to close out, because I got to dip out in, like, about another few minutes. Um, I don't know how much. Yeah, we're going to bring it to a close. Keep... No, we're okay, going to bring it to a close anyway. All right. All right. But I, I would just say, I feel personally for myself, however much longer that I have left, which is I deem to be a mighty long time, it's my responsibility to learn about my womb and her power. Because like you said, you have grown women that have been having sex 15, 20 years and still don't know where all their parts are. Girl, because yes. speaking, speaking for myself, I've had two children. I did not know. It wasn't until I was in massage therapy school that I knew the toll that having a child takes on your body, um, how it takes a full year for your womb to return back to normal state after having a child. Like, I, I had to go to school to learn that. So it's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. so, this is why I they killed like, off all the well women So we wouldn't have our information So we would have to find out the hard way Right, mm-hmm. so so now What I've been doing When you want to talk about being self-taught And, you know, getting books And learning yourself I bought several books And there's still some more that I have to buy Okay, well, th- th- this is my body th- th- This is my toolbox This is my kit It's my responsibility to find out about it and the more that you find out, the more that there is to know, because it's not just the physical part to it. It's the emotional and spiritual side. And then you have to learn about energy and how it works. So it's like a constant study. It's like a constant improvement. 
I feel for myself. It's necessary for me. Now, the mother women out there, they could bump their heads and be blind in a dark room. I can't speak for them. All I know is that for me, I have to hold myself responsible for learning about the power of my body. The fact that you know your power and you knew it from the beginning, that's beautiful. But there are so many other women, it's like they're just waking up or they're just getting like a little twinkling, like, wait a minute, something is wrong and something ain't right. So I feel a little sense of personal responsibility. Each one of us that calls themselves that's disconnected from that current programming, that church, that mosque, that whatever, if they're disconnected from this current matrix and current system and they finally woken up to see what it's really about, then it's your response. You have to put something back in, like you said. Now, if you're removing mm. something that is toxic for you, mm. you can't be out there empty. You've got to put something back in to reinforce what you left behind, like you said. And, I, and I'll just close out to say that is my responsibility and my endeavor to just Yes, honey. Re, you know, re, relearn and reconnect with my own power because there's been times I think about something. Dang, I need something. I need that. And I'll walk out my door and I'll find it. There'll be times where I walk, I walked outside, I found money. Or if there's something, yep. you know, say, say if I need a certain amount by the end of the day, like I'm at work and, you know, I need my little something or whatever, and I will get it by the end of the day. Or if I just put my foot down and say, you know what, I don't feel like touching nobody today. And nobody comes in. So, we take for granted our own power so much to the point that we believe the own, we, we, we start, not me and not you, but I mean, generally speaking, we start believing the hype that everybody mm-hmm. puts on us. But wait a minute now, wait a minute now, wait a minute, wait a minute. When I open my mouth, things move. When I get in my secret closet and whatever say prayers that. I say, whatever chance I chant, things move. That's power. Mm-hmm. That's and, we have, and I have to constantly remind myself, wait a minute, wait a minute, girl. I was talking to myself last night. Hey, girl, wait a minute. Hey, girl, wait a minute. You're powerful. You're yeah. powerful. Because all the things that people try to do to kill your dreams and dampen your spirit, it didn't work. You're still nope. here. You're powerful. No matter how powerful, no matter what they said, no matter what they did, no matter how yes. many times they prophesied failure and doom over you, you're still right. here. And you're yes. still pushing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm, I'm still striving to, for the better and for the more because, I mean, because, see, people take – because, see, the thing, I have a joking kind of manner, you know, a lot of times because, you know, I'm, I, I am outgoing to a certain extent and I am friendly. So people t- pe- the certain people may take what I say, oh, that's a Valkyrie being Valkyrie. No, boo, no, boo. I mean what the fuck I say. When I say that I'm about mm-hmm. to Dallas Dynasty lifestyle, I mean what the fuck I say. When I say that I put some of my precious stones – and my pussy, and my pussy's expensive pussy, and she's special. Damn right. I mean that. I mean that. I mean mm-hmm. that to the point where little gold sparkles are going to start coming out of it and twinkling and all that. I mean that. And I, and I mean what I said, that when I want, I demand and I deserve the best out of life. Now, it's up to me to reinforce yes. that. Because like you said, the negative committee that tries to sit in your head and say, oh, who do you think you are? No, I know who I am. So you have to constantly remind yourself, constantly remind yourself, wait a minute. I'm here. Like whatever adversity that happened in the past, I, I was I I made it. I'm here. I'm powerful. So now that I realize that I'm here and I'm powerful, anything that I don't like in my life, I change. I, I can change have the power to change it. Whatever yep. you may not have, you can draw what you need to you. Yes. Just by standing in your power, and that's what mm-hmm. you've been saying all this time, and that's yep. what. I have to say for myself and reinforce in myself because we all have days of emotional things, but no, 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 wait a minute now. No, 
No. You have to step back and say, no, 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 I'm not accepting that. If you got to sit there in a little corner, a little cry, whatever, and get over it, come back, say, hey, no. And so I, I feel like that's a constant reinforcement, and everyone has to do their own work, and everyone is responsible for their own work. No yeah. one that no one could come to you that is weak and needy and wanting that that one little you know they they want a little pill to to you know just to pacify them. No, because everyone has to be responsible for their own self, for their own value, for their own worth, for their own power. That's why everyone is in that current the current state of affairs now. Because as long as black women are being dishonored, as long as black women are being abused, as long as black women are suffering, listen, if mama ain't right, ain't nobody else going to be right. And they don't get it. That's why all this stuff is happening. That's why all this stuff is happening in the earth. You're not honoring the yep. earth. You're not respecting the earth. The earth is going to fuck mm-hmm. you up. If you're not honoring yeah. your mother, your mother, if you're not honoring your mother, mama going to fuck you up. And that's karma for you. Sure ass. do. Hell yeah. That's karma for your ass. Because, listen, right till they, like they said, Till you do right by me, everything you think about going to fail. And that's exactly what's happening. So it's up to everybody to, okay, check themselves and make sure they're on the right side. Right. Listen, yeah, yeah. listen. When, when, when it hits the fan, I'll be way on the other side of, of, of the continent. Okay? Yes, okay? child. Say that. Listen, Say that. That's what I want listen, in my life. I, 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 I have endeavored. Listen, boo. I'm not going to go down with the sinking ship. Y'all can do what the fuck y'all want to do over there. I see the Titanic, and I see the, the, the leak and the big old hole. I ain't going down with y'all. I'll be over here on the plane some goddamn way, flying over y'all. Look at you. Damn, that's so sad. Look, look at all them motherfuckers, mm. stupid motherfuckers. Look at all them Damn. stupid niggas. Mm-hmm. Look at all them stupid niggas drowning. Oh, well, shark food. <laughs> and the band played while the ship went down. Yes, <laughs> anyway. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Val, you touched Ain't on something that I wanted that. to just um I wanted to expand just really quick. You said something okay. about people always say something to you like you think you better and how where do you think that you deserve this and that. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I developed as um it was a defense mechanism in my teens, uh, about middle school years that I did this. I got tired. I mean, okay. I got eczema, I wear glasses. I'm real fucking tall. We're poor kids. I don't got no name brand, nothing. I think my first name brand, anything, was Converse, yo. (laughs) You know? I am so not one of those high-minded, prissy, clueless, muff-wearing-ass bitches with the just-for-me perm. You know what I'm saying? Nappy roots and everything. But I thought I was so much better than everybody, according to all the little nigga children who were used to mediocrity. And I, I got tired of defending myself saying things like, no, I don't think I'm better. I just, you know, I just want to do good in school. I just want to focus. I just like to read. I stopped excusing myself. I started realizing, just like adults, black children are animals too, to one another. You take offense because you have children if you want to, and I will cut your fucking head off. Not you, Valkyrie. The niggas will listen. Black children are the product of their black parents and their black community. So we've got animal adults. We've got animal motherfucking children, too. We're training them up. It starts somewhere. Usually it starts when they're young. So your animal child who's an underachieving, mediocre piece of shit gets in the face of a child who has no endeavor but to do well in school, to go to college, and to make something of themselves and says, you think you better than everybody. I got tired of it. Here's what I said back. No, I know who I am. You're the one who thinks I'm better than you. 
The first time I said it, I said just like that. Ooh, no, she didn't. Now they're ready to fight because, you know, an animal nigga child, just like an animal nigga adult, has no intellect, just emotion. Okay? So now they're ready to fight, and now I have to physically dominate the same way that I had already been intellectually, spiritually, emotionally, and just value-wise dominating the animal nigga children that I had been dumped in and among. When you end up in circumstances with people who do not value you or recognize your worth, what you don't do is make yourself small enough to fit their sick-ass definitions of you. First and foremost, you are the author and owner of the only dictionary that defines you. I think that was Sherry Shepard who said it first. You own that dictionary. You wrote the motherfucker. You don't let somebody else define you for you, first of all. Second of all, when you know who you are, self-preservation and knowledge of self, they go hand in hand. When you know who you are, it don't matter what they say. You stand firm on that. You recognize that that is the mind, heart, and soul of something and someone who knows that they're not on your level. But see, we've got all kinds of sick-ass energies down here. There are energies that exist on this planet to do nothing more than get you to stumble and fall short of the glory of Godhood in your own life. And if you are not careful, that little negative committee that holds meetings in your mind, your head, your heart, that motherfucking little foxes that spoil the vine situations in your life, they will eat away at your value, your identity, and what you know about yourself so you become small enough to fit. Then you become bitter. You become angry. You become enraged, and it's righteous. That's how you wake back up. You have to go through that process. This is your higher self, the most high version of you, pissed that you let some mortal fuck cause you to give up your divine crown so that you could blend in with the little mortal slave children. Don't do it. Yes, there's a difference. Yes, some of these niggas were slaves to white people. It wasn't all of us. I don't accept that as our permanent narrative. They think you're better than you than they are. They they don't they say that it's you because that's the only way they can get you to give up your power. They try it all kind of ways. This is just one example. You think you're better. No, I know who I am. You're the one still thinking, bitch. Now, that's our word for today. Thank you to everybody who was listening. Definitely appreciate the shit. You know? We're going to ride on up out of here. Uh, make sure that you tune in on Monday for Moonday Madness up in this piece. Peace. Have a great day. It's free as fuck you Friday right here on the Angry Divas radio show. I'm your host with the most, the Triple Dark Goddess, saying peace, niggas. Sending this one out from everybody. I mean, to everybody from the H Town to the A Town and worldwide. So get your lighter, get your drink, and I tell you what, I'm so fucked up and screwed up if anybody try to.